Moving a tassel from one side of a graduation cap to the other may take only a few seconds, but it symbolizes the transition between the familiarity of the school environment and the uncertainty of the future. But the future does seem a little brighter for college graduates than it has in recent years. Employers say they plan to hire 8.6% more graduates than they hired from last year's class. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, and today on Noon Edition, we'll talk with students from three Indiana colleges about job prospects, student loans, and more, all after this hour's news. Production support comes from Smithville Communications, serving southern Indiana with fiber gigabit internet and digital IPTV. More information at smithville.net. And from IU School of Public Health Bloomington, addressing public health needs by preventing disease, promoting health, and improving quality of life across the state and around the world through research, teaching, and community engagement. Offering undergraduate and advanced degrees. publichealth.indiana.edu. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. Today we're going to be talking with uh, three people who are going to be going through graduation at universities in the area. And uh, luckily for them, a new survey from the National Association of Colleges and Employers reveals that college graduates this spring should have an easier time finding jobs than last year's class. That's what we're going to be talking about on Noon Edition today with our three guests, Stacy Zeich is here with us in the studio. She will graduate from Ivy Tech Bloomington next Friday. Uh, er- Eric Binshaw is with us. Eric will graduate from IU Bloomington uh, tomorrow, I yep. assume. Yep, tomorrow. And Zach Crenshaw is joining us by phone. Zach is uh, in Greencastle. He's a student at DePauw who's going to be uh, graduating on May the 18th. So I want to thank all of them for being here with us. If you have questions or comments, as we get into the show today, please phone us at 855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348 from uh, Greencastle or any place else outside of the Bloomington area. Or you can join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition, and you can follow us on Twitter at noon edition. So, again, welcome to everybody. Yeah, what a great time of life for everybody here. This is so exciting. I'll never forget finishing my last paper for my last class in college, and I think I grew about three inches at that moment just from the, the relief of the whole thing. So congratulations to each of you. Thank right. you. Thank you. Right. It's a good feeling, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what, what got you to, to uh, this place. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Eric and just talk about how you got to IU. Well, I'm from northern Illinois, so uh, I, I looked at a handful of colleges, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, um, and I ended up at Indiana on a college visit my junior year. It's actually kind of funny. My sister was with me, who's a sophomore here right now. She ended up falling in love with the place before I did. <laughs> um, and uh, I came, I visited campus, met with a great professor, uh, and ended up coming here. And it, mm-hmm. it just it made sense for me because of the place. It was a fresh beginning beautiful campus and actually ended up being a little bit less expensive than actually studying at the University of Illinois in-state for me. Wow, that's Crazy. interesting. So so what are you studying? 
I'm studying linguistics and Germanic studies. Okay. And we'll talk about what you're going to do with that in just a, a, a few minutes. So let's go to uh, Stacy. Stacy Zeich is going to graduate from Ivy Tech. So you've taken a little different approach. Yeah. I actually did not go to college right after high school. I went straight to work. Um, so I actually worked for a company for 23 years, and then they got bought out, and my department was outsourced. So I lost my job back in 2009 and um, searched three years online, you know, doing job searches online are definitely not like they used to be and uh, didn't have any luck. So my sister, luckily I have a big sister who works at uh, Northern Kentucky University, and um, she actually told me that I could go to college, and I thought she was crazy. She remembered what I was like in high school. Um, <laughs> but she convinced me to try it and to try Ivy Tech. Um, and I went there for a visit, and they were, you know, the staff and everybody there just so amazing. And here I was afraid, you know, thinking I'm an older student coming in. And uh, they have just such a wide variety of students that are there on campus. And immediately I, I felt kind of at home and thought I could do it and. And I actually did. So I crammed it all in two years and graduated with an associate. Yeah, five classes a semester was kind of crazy. So Wow. Yeah. So, what, yeah. so what's your associate's degree going to be in? Uh, business administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to Zach Crenshaw on the phone. And Zach, you're at, you're at DePaul University, so you're, you've got a different experience uh, than even these two have. So what made you go to DePaul? Yeah, so I had uh, I looked at a number of schools. I'm studying communication at DePaul, uh, but I was looking to do journalism and broadcasting. So I've actually done uh, a lot of radio and TV stuff. So, uh, so I, I regret that I can't join you in the studio. I know how fun that is. <laughs> um, but but I looked at IU. I looked at Missouri, Syracuse, uh, a lot of big journalism schools. But decided on DePaul um, for a few reasons. Uh, I got into a media honors program here, uh, which has afforded me some opportunities, and I really liked uh, how the school let you get involved really early. So I've, I've, like I said, I've done radio, TV, and a number of internships that uh, DePaul as a small school has kind of let me do, and the liberal arts education has been great. Uh, I've enjoyed my time here a mm-hmm. lot. Well, I have to ask if you've had any contact with Bob Steele. Oh yes, I do. He's uh, he's one of my good mentors. All right. so I actually uh, I actually work with him at the uh, Prindle Institute for Ethics. He's my uh, he's my boss out there. Well, Bob Steele, um, his wife was actually on the show representing DePaul one time, and mm-hmm. uh, Bob is uh, representing Green- Greencastle anyway. And Bob Bob's a, a journalism uh, sort of an icon in journalism in terms of journalism stu- or journalism ethics. So just had to mention that. All right. Absolutely. Okay. So um, I want to go back to come back into into the studio now for a second. Just talk about you know your your next step. So Eric, you told me you're going to be going to graduate school. Right? Yeah. Uh, next fall, I'm going to be starting a master's program in computational linguistics at Brandeis University, right outside of Boston. All right. You're going to have to stop right there and tell <laughs> us what that is. Um, well, do you have a smartphone? Yes. Um, most smartphones today sort of have the capability to interact between voice and text. Mm-hmm. So if you have an iPhone, Siri, you're able to hit a button, talk to it, and then it does things for you. Well, computational linguistics helps solve the problems between how human languages are spoken and how we interact with computers because computers don't talk back. So um, basically what I'll be doing is a lot of programming and math classes um, to learn how to better sort of map human and natural languages to um, computer languages. 
Um, so, okay, so making it possible then for us just really go voice to data completely in the future. Yeah, that's that's one side of things. You can also um, do sort of uh, special analyses with text, and um, there's, there's a lot of different implications for it. Um, but I think the, the, the phone um, speaking and stuff, that is easily the most relatable for most people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We appreciate you dumbing that down for us because we <laughs> yeah, really right. do yeah. need that. <laughs> you know what thing we like we love about this show and you know Zach's been on the radio so I'm, I mean you know we just get to ask a bunch of questions and find out a bunch of really cool stuff so that's what we do every Friday. All right, Stacy, so what what are you going to do now that you're going to be getting that degree from Ivy Tech? You know, I honestly I wish it was as exciting as the other two. I just want a job. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I never wanted to be back to work so bad in my life and never have to look at another textbook. So um, hopefully I have the degree to say, you know, that basically says what I did before and and uh, get back out there and, and find that job. Now, do you get help uh, with your job search through Ivy Tech? You know, they have so many resources, the um, different websites that you can access through Ivy Tech. They do have a career services person there, Katie Anderson. She helps you with resumes and um, job searches. They always have um, jobs that people come to um, at Ivy Tech for, you know, students that are Mm -hmm. graduating Mm -hmm. that they can hire. So, yeah, there's a lot of resources that um, I got a lot of good backing to to help me get that. So You know, I noticed your name tag that you're wearing, and Ivy Tech, one of their logos or one of the things they they say is changing lives. You know, how, how has it changed your life? Oh, my gosh. Um, I was able to be a student ambassador for the last four semesters, and that alone probably has changed me more than the classes that I took. Um, I was able to meet so many people and go to the Franco Bannon dinner. So I got to see General Colin Powell. I got to see Tom Brokaw. Um, I got to go to the 50th anniversary gala. So all these events and all the people that I've met just through being a student ambassador um, has been just Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Zach Crenshaw, what's your next step? Uh, I will be heading up to South Bend, Indiana, mm-hmm. and working at the CBS affiliate there uh, as a multimedia journalist. So oh, I'm going to cool. be reporting uh, reporting on TV. Wow. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah, a, thank you. That's, that's a, a tough field to find a job in. You must be pretty good. <laughs> you know, I've been lucky. <laughs> so I've, I've, people have helped me out along the way, and it's, uh, I found that the industry, is, as you guys probably know, it's all about connections. It's all about, you know, if people are willing, uh, they like you and they're willing to uh, recommend you, that's really kind of how you get ahead. So I've, I've been fortunate to have good mentors and uh, people that have uh, connected me with other people that could that could help me get a job. A lot of head shaking here in the studio. Yeah, Everybody right. agrees yes. with you. Yes. So I, I have to ask about your you know your multimedia experience. What what's uh, can you give us a sense of a couple of the stories that you've done? Yeah. So I've done a lot of internships uh, off campus, and I've done a few. Uh, I've done a lot of TV work on campus. So I actually uh, did a lot of sports work early on. Uh, on the radio, doing play-by-play in color, and then moving to TV and actually starting a, uh, a sports show here at DePaul uh, and being the main anchor of that. So that was a lot of fun, and we would do we would do some profile stories on athletes uh, and also kind of modeled it after, pardon the interruption, where we did some kind of on-air debate. Uh, but then at DePaul, um, the TV station here um, – 
you know, it, it's good, but I, it, it's got room for improvement in terms of uh, the ease of which students can get involved and do stories on a regular basis. Uh, that's not as strong as it could be. I'm actually in a multimedia storytelling class, though, right now, and I'm working on a story about uh, college costs mm. and how uh, tuition continues to rise uh, at a rate greater than inflation. And, you know, what that's going to mean a couple of years from now in terms of uh, the demographic of college students and, you know, if, if, if colleges are going to, you know, have to merge and consolidate because, uh, you know, they're just too expensive. We could just turn the show over to you now because this is a great segue into, mm-hmm. <laughs> into the, right. the next topic about about college costs. So, uh, you know, how how are you going to you know deposit a private school? Correct. I mean, are you going to be leaving there with a lot of debt? Uh, I won't be actually. Uh, I'm I'm very fortunate. Uh, my my parents are actually are actually paying for my education, and uh, DePaul does a really good job despite the sticker price uh, being really high. I think the average amount of, uh, you know, scholarship, whether it's merit-based or, um, you know, financial, financially uh, needed, is around $20,000 per student. So it's actually not nearly as expensive um, as it's made out to be. So I've gotten a, a few scholarships and been lucky there, uh, but I actually will, won't be leaving with much debt. Okay. How about you, Eric? I'm also in a similar situation. Uh-huh. Thankfully, I'm not going to have any undergraduate debt. However, um, master's programs don't pay for themselves. So it's nice walking out undergrad with, a, with, with no debt obligation. But next year, I'm going to be staring down um, $40,000 of student loan debt for a master's degree. And I'm also getting um, 40000 in scholarships. So the price is – it's kind of outrageous. Um, but it's um, – it's the next step, and it's kind of the requisite. It's, it's, it's what I need to do to get to where I need to be. But I've been lucky to um, not have to worry about that as an undergraduate. Do you, do you feel like in uh, an increasing number of fields and you, that uh, a master's degree is, as you said, just the, the requisite is what you need in order to pursue a career in that field? I think that that seems to be a trend that a lot of people find. I think that you can find jobs and well-paying jobs with only a bachelor's degree. However, I think that the sort of the targeted um, domain-specific education you get in master's programs, because you're not taking gen ed classes, Mm -hmm. you don't need to worry about those sorts of general requirements, um, it increases the specialization, which is more directly applicable to certain specific jobs. Um, And I think a lot of people want those sorts of highly specific, highly trained skills that a master's degree and other advanced degrees will afford you. Um, and I think, you know, a, a couple, like $10,000, $20,000 in debt, it's, it's a car. Um, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that if you view it in that way, something that's it's a short-term thing, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to unlock those levels that you need to get to to sort of advance your own sort of pursuits and interests. Mm-hmm. Can, can you, you, both of you, um, Eric and Zach, talk about some of your friends that maybe aren't in quite as good a position as you are? Or does everybody you know get to walk out of school without much debt? Well, definitely my friends, um, I would say that some have financial, some have financial backing from their parents, um, either totally or partially. Um, but one of my best friends here on campus is uh, an, an English major, um, and he's going to he's 
he's going to have um, to deal with student loan debt in the future here. And, um, you know, he's he's handling it very well. So he knows that Indiana gave him skills and opportunities that he wouldn't have gotten elsewhere and that he can use that sort of personal development in, um, in the future to help sort of find jobs that will pay back those. But right now, he's really, you know, he's viewing it as a, this is an obligation that I have to make and I have to make the payments and I got to pay, pay it off quick. But it was still worth it. Mm-hmm. So he's just going to stick with his undergrad for now and get that paid off? And um, Yeah, he's, yeah. he's trying to find a job. He's not sure if he's going to get something specifically in English, um, you know, but he's keeping everything open. Um, he's really into uh, CrossFit, which is a kind of super intense mm-hmm. workout group. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trying to find coaching jobs, training jobs, um, substitute teaching, English teaching, anything that really is going to help um, as a, a stopgap thing before he figures out what he wants to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him, that'll probably be a, a master's in you know either athletic training or English or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, yeah. how about your your friends and all, you know it, it, both through your personal experience and also through your the story that you did? I mean, what are you hearing from people? Yeah, obviously uh, there are a lot of people. One of my best friends is taking out a number of student loans uh, to, to come here. But I think, similar to Eric's point, uh, he, he recognizes the long-term importance of doing that. And similar to me, he, he's looking to go into TV production, uh, something something along the same lines. And being and he wants to move to New York after graduation, uh, and he knows how expensive that is. So he really is just trying to save as much as possible right now and, you know, make, make back small loan payments over the next few years. And it's kind of, I mean, it's tough to see, um, you know, how he is. I mean, he's worried about, you know, having to find uh, cheap, cheap living, cheap rent in New York, um, which is certainly not easy to do. Uh, so it's definitely something that um, is an added burden. But he's taking it in stride, uh, similar to Eric's friend, and really working to, uh, to kind of do what he can to prepare now. And DePaul is good because there are work-study jobs as well. So he's able to make a little money on campus, uh, which kind of cuts out those those weekend costs and the daily costs. He's not really spending money um, on that stuff, and he's able to actually make a little money and save uh, despite not having a uh, despite not having a job in the community. Mm-hmm. All right, we're talking uh, with three people who are just getting ready to graduate from various colleges in in uh, South Central Indiana. If you want to join us on the program and talk about uh, your college experience or ask them about theirs, please phone us at 855-0811 in Bloomington or toll-free 1-877-285-9348. You can also uh, send us uh, a note at wfiu.org slash noon edition, and you can send us a question on Twitter at noon edition. Stacey, what about the folks at Ivy Tech? What's been your experience with uh, your own experience and and, uh, friends of yours with student aid? Um, We do, there again, our tuition at Ivy Tech is, you know, on an average $3,500 for the year. So obviously much cheaper. um, And, you know, even as far as my experience, I'm a single parent. And so I was able to take out probably more in loans um, but I did also get scholarships. And being unemployed, I actually got money from work one. Mm-hmm. So that actually was another huge benefit um, from that that a lot of people probably don't even realize is available to them. But um, at the same time, I actually did do like the ambassador program. There's other programs that you can get 
um, additional scholarship money, student government. Um, there's actually CAB, which is Campus Activities Board. They plan a lot of the events. So there's a lot of other things from Ivy Tech that a lot of people don't realize that they have. Um, I was do you get, you get paid study. a little bit for that, or how does that you work? Do, you do get a stipend every semester that you attend. So for the ambassador program, they're actually – Coming up, of course, they raised it after I'm not in there anymore <laughs> and uh, realized how hard we worked. Um, you get $750 a semester nice. for being an ambassador. And um, the Campus Activities Board is, I think, 500 a semester. Um, the student government, depending on – I don't know. I know it's at least 500 and it could be more for the president. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those don't even affect your financial aid. Those are completely separate. And then um, I was actually a work study, and then I got hired part-time. So there are definitely options like that, um, you know, and the financial aid people, they are great. So I will still walk out with a little bit of debt, um, only because I did, was able to get refunds to try to kind of support me a little bit. But mm-hmm. never underestimate parents, because even without my mother's assistance, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to go to school full time and finish it as fast as I did. So, so yeah, never underestimate moms. How old are your children? Um, 17 and 13. Okay. So they were in school while you were in school. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, my son helped me a couple of times <laughs> with, some, <laughs> with some homework. So, so <laughs> he kind of came in handy a little bit, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to have them watch you go through it and, and be proud of you at the same time. So. So yeah, it's really cool. Well, I know I know part of um, what's stressed at, at universities these days, and certainly at the college, is, is service and getting involved in community activities. Absolutely. And I, I, I want to talk to Stacy about this first because, of course, I'm involved with the O'Bannon Institute as well, and that's yeah. a an organ that's a, a a focus on civic engagement that and a lot of other things at Ivy Tech under John Weichart. So. You know, from a student perspective, when you were there, I mean, how big a part of your life was this idea of this notion of community service? Um, it is when you get involved. And I think that so many of the students at Ivy Tech do work a full-time job and do have kids. And, you know, a lot of them are actually older. So it's not just the um, the younger ones. But honestly, in all the time that I've been there and volunteered, you really get a lot of both. You get the, the brand-new students right out of high school as well as the older ones volunteering. I think Ivy Tech is all about community service and engagement. And, you know, they do the alternative spring break where you can go to a, you know, a foreign country and help them over there. And, and there are just so many opportunities to, to get involved in the community of Bloomington, whether it's the food banks and shelters and, and animal, you know, we had, we do collections for a little bit of everything and, and they always try to do a little bit of everything. And that's always a huge part of Ivy Tech. You know, I- Every year we do this show, I'm, I'm another year older, and it's, it's further back from from when uh, I, you know my college days. But but I I don't remember any kind of emphasis, and I went to a four year college, and any kind of emphasis on on service and, and engagement um, way back when I was there. But you know, how about how about at IU and at DePaul? Do you run into that kind of thing? Is that something that's important to you and your your friends, Eric? Yeah. Oh, Zach, I, I, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in here. Yeah, sure. I think, I think, yeah, there's a huge emphasis on service here at DePaul. And, uh, you know, I think there are a lot of ways uh, that that manifests itself, kind of like what Stacy said. Um, you know, some, some people choose to get involved with the animal shelter. Some people, uh, you know, choose to mentor kids. I, I'm involved with College Mentors for Kids here. 
uh, and, and that's a, just a two-hour time commitment on Wednesday afternoons where I uh, meet with a third grader and we hang out and kind of stress the importance of college. Uh, but a lot of people at DePaul are involved uh, in service activities. One of my, my roommate actually uh, started a uh, kind of organ donation um, organ donation um, that's the word I'm looking for kind of emphasis so he basically uh, started a campaign to do that there are a lot of just blood drives are really popular at, popular at DePaul so there are just a lot of ways to kind of give back uh, and it's stressed by the university definitely mm-hmm. Eric oh, well, you guys make me look bad <laughs> um, I haven't done necessarily as much community service work as something that I would want um, I think it's really important sort of as being a well-rounded, well-rounded individual to do those sorts of things. But I have been involved at Indiana in numerous ways, um, mostly academic, though. Um, so I was a TA for an introduction to linguistics class, um, which was really great because it was, um, it was a way for me to sort of serve the university by um, offering up my skills um, and my familiarity with mm-hmm. the subject area with new, new students and being myself a student as well. I think it really helped um, some of the freshmen here who, you know, it's their first class ever and they walk in on day one um, and they're expecting some grumpy old professor to walk in the door. <laughs> and then they see, you know, a 21-year-old kid with a pair, you know, like nice clothes and a chalk in his hand. And like, I think it really helps sort of like ease ease the mind and ease the nerves a little bit. And I think that was really my way to give back to Indiana um, was mm-hmm. serving as a teaching assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it was really nice for me because um, I like helping kids um, with those sorts of things. I like teaching. Right. Um, but, no, I, I wish I would have done more, actually, a community work in Bloomington. But we all do our own thing in our own ways. Yeah, it's all right. A lot, a lot of students do. fix my phone on break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stacy needs help. All right. So uh, we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Noon Edition uh, here on WFIU. And we want to hear from you after the break. We're talking with uh, three young people who are going to be graduating from uh, IU, Ivy Tech, and DePauw and within the next week, week and a half. So you can call us at 855-0811 in Bloomington or 877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington area. You can join the live chat at wfiu.org slash Noon Edition or follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. We'll be right back. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville Communications. More information at smithville.net. And IU School of Public Health Bloomington, online at publichealth.indiana.edu. WFIU News covers South Central Indiana and the state each day. You can read news throughout the day as it's posted on our website at wfiunews.org. And you can pick up a digest of all the top stories. It's like a newspaper delivered to your inbox each afternoon. It's a free and easy way to stay on top of not only the headlines, but also the in-depth audio, video, and print news stories you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe right now at WFIUNews.org.
Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Salzberg from the Herald Times along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. And we're doing a show today about uh, college and university life. And we're talking with three people who are going to be graduating. Stacy Zeich will graduate from Ivy Tech in Bloomington next Friday. Eric Binshaw will graduate from Indiana University in Bloomington tomorrow. And uh, Zach Crenshaw, who's joining us by phone from Greencastle, will graduate from DePaul University on May the 18th. So if you have any questions or comments, please join us. We'd like to hear what you have to say. Give us a call, 855-0811 in Bloomington or 877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington area. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. And you can follow us on Twitter at noon edition. Uh, Stacy was saying on the break something that I found really interesting, so I hope you'll repeat it on the air about, uh, you know, when you walk into a classroom at, at Ivy Tech, you know, that Eric would have freaked you out, you know, a 21-year-old yeah. being in front of your class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, considering I could have been his mom, that, that would freak me out. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that you get the older students that are doing this either for their work or doing it to get a job, and, you know, they have kids themselves that are probably that age. Um, for me, it's an experience thing. We want the instructors to have those PhDs and to own the businesses that they're actually training us on. Um, you know, if it's marketing, if it's communications, that's their job. They've done that before. Um, Keith Klein, I mm-hmm. think, inspires me the most. He's done so much with communication and, and things and huge on the community. So for us, it's different. We want those older you know, have the background for that. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, every university is different. Every you know, every freshman class is different. Certainly at Ivy Tech, the freshman class is going to be different than right. it is at IU or at DePaul. I want to ask about uh, the you know, I, I was talking about service and how things have changed. I mean, I think a lot of the um, you know, there's still a stereotype uh, a lot of times about college students, particularly at a big school like IU, and all the drinking that goes on, all the you know, all the activity that maybe isn't uh, isn't of service to the community, so to speak. And, and so, I, you know, I wanted to bring up the service aspect and and talk about you know how you found the the culture. I mean, the I think there is a concern about the drinking culture on campuses. Mm-hmm. What you find, Eric? Um, I think that it's something that if you want to partake in it, it's very easy. But if you don't want to partake in it, that's also very easy. Um, and I'm, I've never been into the party scene. I'm just, I, I like sitting at home with my, my books and um, stuff like that. But um, a way I kind of avoided that per se um, was through getting involved with the marching band, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, a lot of people resort to, you know, huge groups of friends or the Greek organization mm-hmm. or something for their social outlets. Um, and I think that a uh, college marching band at a place like IU where there's 300 kids that, you know, all relate to each other on some mm-hmm. levels being non-music major musicians mm-hmm. who, who want to run around on a football field and play loud. Um, <laughs> it's a really great way to sort of like meet people and have fun and have good times without needing to partake in some of the less legal aspects of mm-hmm. co- the college experience. Mm-hmm. What's your instrument? Alto saxophone. All right. Yeah. yeah. So running around on a football field. So is that- That's hard to do when you're loaded. You, know? yeah, right, right. <laughs> you cannot stay in formation, I'm sure. No, there are probably a few bands around that you know, have that reputation, but you know, not IU, not the Marching 100, of course. Uh, Zach, how about you? Uh, yeah, DePaul, kind of like IU, has, has garnered a bit of a reputation for being a party school. Uh, but I would kind of echo what Eric said in that it's easy to partake in it, but it's also, you know, easy to, to avoid it if you want. Uh, and, and I think 
there's the cliche that gets thrown around a lot at DePaul is work hard, play hard. And do I think that's the case? Yes, but I don't think uh, – I think DePaul's done a good job of kind of emphasizing uh, students or kind of pushing students away from uh, binge drinking especially. Uh, I know, you know, a number of years ago there was a lot of hard alcohol on campus. And they're moving away from that a little bit. And I think it's trending in the right direction. Students, students study, uh, you know, really hard Monday through Thursday. And then, you know, Friday kind of starts the weekend. And, yeah, there are parties. But at the same time, I think students have come, uh, have become more responsible with it. And uh, the administration and Greek life councils have really uh, stressed safe, responsible drinking. And uh, we're lucky that we haven't had a, uh, we haven't had a major incident uh, I don't think there's ever been a death on DePaul's campus uh, since it started. Uh, so, so there is a kind of – there's a culture of partying for sure, but it's kind of safe and responsible. All right, great. I want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about your, your learning experience. And I'm curious to know from each of you what you ended up really loving – as you learned it, that when you walked in the door as a freshman, you, you either didn't know you were going to study or you didn't know that you were going to really love learning that. Eric, you're shaking your head. Do you have an idea already? Yeah. Um, I'm in the Honors College here, which it's a huge time commitment for students because, I mean, it's not really clear, like, well, what do you get out of it? I mean, you get a you get a nice notation on your diploma or whatever. Um, but something that it really made clear to me was it gives you direct access to magnificent classes with marvelous professors. And I think that something that a class I had um, last year with Ray Hedden, who's in the English department, um, it was a class on, like, storytelling in, in America. And as a linguistics and German guy, I would have never thought I would have taken a class on um, Horatio Alger's books and uh, Tim O'Brien and watch The Godfather 2 and talk about, you know, themes and storytelling in it. Um, but that ended up being one of the most transformative classes I took here that, you know, the, I clicked with the professor. It was awesome material um, and ended up like I, I wouldn't have known as a freshman walking in that I'd take a class on storytelling. Not really sure why, because it's in the Honors College and I wanted to do it, but it was just, it was awesome. I know there should be some classes called Trust Us. You, you'll love this. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Anybody else? What did you learn that, that you loved that you didn't know you'd love going in? Stacy. I don't know that there was anything that I wasn't prepared for. And with business and being in the business world, I kind of knew what all those were. Um, probably the the one that would jump up more than any of them would just be the marketing. I've, I've always liked the part of marketing and sales part of it, but I think the teacher, um, it was Andrew Lambert, and he has his own marketing company. He made it fun. He just kind of dove into more details because of his background knowing it. Uh-huh. Um, that was probably more fun than I expected. Yeah. So. Zach, did you have a, an experience like that that stood out for you? I did, absolutely. Uh, my freshman year, uh, we have first-year seminars at DePauw, so you have a small mentor group, and you're all in, in the same one same class together that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, I mean, you, you rank classes, uh, rank these seminars in kind of the order that they interest you, but you're not guaranteed the one that you put first, second, or third. I ended up getting slotted into a class called uh, Philosophy Through the Works of C.S. Lewis, 
and we kind of we studied philosophy through uh, through the author C.S. Lewis and his books. And my professor was actually uh, an atheist, but he admired C.S. Lewis, who is a noted you know Christian. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really awesome class that uh, kind of expanded my view on religion, and I really fell in love with philosophy. And I actually uh, am minoring in philosophy uh, because of that class. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that experience. We're loving our conversation in here, but uh, we would like to hear from you if you want to join it. Uh, we, you can call us at 855-0811 in Bloomington or one 285 9348 outside the Bloomington area. And you can also join a live chat at WFIU.org slash Noon Edition or follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. I want to ask about... Um, and you're in a little different phases of life, um, Stacy. As you said, you're a single mom, and you didn't go to school right away. But I, I just want to talk to you, all three of you, about you know the issues outside of college life. Uh, you know, which ones are the most important to you when you think about what's going on in Washington D.C., the political s- setup that we have. You know, are you interested in politics and government and what's happening, or have you been sort of turned off to it all, Eric? Um, I'm a news junkie. I wake up in the morning and I open up six tabs on my computer and I start <laughs> reading. Um, so I'm definitely interested in what's happening in the world. I think it's my way of sort of keeping in touch with people in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied abroad in Germany, so I always make sure to hit up the big German news stations and newspapers and stuff and uh, sort of keep my eyes over there. But I don't know. I, I think that... Um, I think that being involved in those areas is really important, but I don't think it's something that I necessarily want to be actively involved in. I think I'd rather just, you know, kind of be the know-it-all in the area and try to <laughs> get as much information about it as I can without actually sort of like dipping my toe in the water. Yeah, sure. Zach? Yeah, uh, yeah. similar to Eric, uh, you know, as a, as a future journalist and kind of aspiring one, I try and keep up on the news a lot. So whether it's you know the conflict in Ukraine or you know how how the uh, how the Obama administration is handling that, yeah, I try and uh, I try and read a lot of news and have discussions with friends. Um, politically, I think there's some apathy uh, among students when it comes to the local level, especially. Uh, I know we just had the elections, the state elections, and uh, some some local ones here in Greencastle, and students don't seem that. Uh, don't, aren't really that engaged in them, but but on a national scale, yeah, I think a lot of students try and read the New York Times. I know I've had I've been required to do that for a few classes, uh, pick up a hard copy and, and get current events quizzes on that. So so yeah, I try and keep up on uh, on that. And then when you know election time comes and there's a big you know presidential uh, presidential cycle, then campus really ramps up and the uh, you know, college Republicans and college Democrats come out in full force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stacy, did politics play a big role in your? No, I'm clueless. No, <laughs> you know what? If I want to know what's, if it's anything big, my mom will tell me. She's mm-hmm. the one that watches the news three or four times a day. Um, if it's something in Washington, I actually have a nephew that works for Congress. So if it's really something big in D.C., I can you know contact him. Go, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and I actually did get to go to D.C. Uh, through Ivy Tech to go to a national student leadership conference. So I got to um, have him take us on a tour, and we got to explore everything. I got some updates, and 
Um, but I figure he's got it handled over there. He'll he'll work it out. But <laughs> yeah, it, for me, it's just my news is trying to keep up with the, my kids' news and and things like that. And and for me, it's more of a, a local thing. I actually live in Martinsville, so um, so I might you know actually have some interest in in getting more involved in the local politics down there. But. Excellent. Well, you know, you've made several references to various family members, Stacy, and I'd like to hear from each of you guys how your your family has supported you throughout your education and how important that was. Or, you know, you're away from home, certainly a different state, Eric. But, Stacy, let's start with you. Talk about the the role that your family played in your success. Yeah. Um, gosh, my daughter is probably my um, my biggest fan, I would say. Um, my son's kind of like, yeah, okay, she can do it, whatever. He's, he's more on the competitive side a little bit. So uh, he likes to compete with me on grades a little bit. So I have to make sure I up him one so that he's got that that bar set pretty high. But um, my, my big sister, Anita, um, is definitely one that um, contributed to a lot of it and uh, couldn't have been able to do it without my mom. So. So uh, very important oh, to your success. You, yeah, I could not yeah. have done any of it without any of them. Absolutely not. That's great. Eric? Yeah, I can't underscore the importance of family enough. I think that the support I had from my parents in everything that I've done from you know, being a freshman away from home for the first time to studying abroad for a semester in Germany to applying for graduate school, um, they've been through everything right there with me. And I think that without that, it would have been a lot harder to sort of continue pushing on and, and, and you know, when the going gets tough. Mm-hmm. And um, my sister is actually a student here, too, and having her around is actually really nice. Um, you know, we try to have sibling dinner every week and stuff like that, and it's kind of nice just to, like, you know what, like, if I need to decompress or just I want to talk about something that's not, you know, sports or school or anything like that, I can just go and, like, do you miss the cats? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Is she in the Marching Hundred? No, she actually um, she gave up instruments for ballet. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Zach, how about you? Yeah, n- uh, absolutely. Parents have just kind of played the most pivotal role. Uh, whether it's you know calling calling me once a week, I, I, I joke with my friends that my parents will call on the same day because I'll, I'll know when they had a conversation about me. <laughs> <laughs> We'll call like 30 minutes apart from each other and be like, hey, so did you find a summer internship yet? <laughs> and are, they're not at all subtle about it, but they've definitely, uh, they've definitely pushed me to stay on top of things, to constantly, you know, not only be focused on what I'm doing, you know, in the classroom and getting good grades, but also thinking, thinking ahead and, you know, trying to prepare me for my future. So, so they've just been uh, my biggest supporters and have really kind of given me the roadmap as far as, you know, painting a picture of what it looks like to be successful in college. So So once we pack you up and send you off, our job is still not done. Is that what I hear you saying? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Of any age. They're amazing. And I have have siblings as well, and they've been really supportive. So it's great having a family that takes interest in what you're doing and really pushes you to be better. Zach, this may be kind of a hard question, but um, over the, I assume, or did you finish in four? Yes, this is my fourth year. Okay. Over the past four years, what do you think has changed the most about you? What What has education done? Uh, what has your education done that you feel has had the, the most change on, I don't know, your world outlook or how you see yourself or maybe it's a co- confidence? What do you think? 
Wow, that is a very tough question. You put me on the spot. I'll see if I can come up with something profound. Um, you know, I, w- worldview has certainly changed um, a little bit. I, I actually lived overseas when I was younger, so I think that had a that had a big impact on me living overseas. But but one of the things that's really changed is just I think my openness to new perspectives, mm. uh, my ability to have conversations with people that are completely different from me and understanding the benefits of that. So there are people that, you know, may disagree with me on religion, politics, social life, almost completely a 180 from, you know, who I am and how I've been raised. But having conversations with them, and I've had a lot of them uh, during my four years, has really made me uh, think about, um, you know, consider different viewpoints and there's more than one solution to an answer, and uh, it's definitely made me a better person. So I'd say that's the biggest thing. You sound like a guy who just got a great liberal arts education. <laughs> I, I did. I definitely did. <laughs> Stacy, what about you? Your, your two years that you jam-packed everything into? Oh, my gosh. Um, for me, probably confidence is the best word. I, uh, you know, In high school, my GPA was a two. I was there to socialize and get in and get out and... Uh-huh and uh, entertain everybody while I was there, and hopefully I did that. But uh, um, definitely grades and homework were not my strong point. So that was probably the one I was most afraid of and afraid thinking, here, I've done it for 23 years. I'm going to go in there, and what if I don't know as much as I think I know? So that was kind of hard. So, yeah, getting the grades, um, I actually, uh, yeah, will end up with a 3.6 or 3.7 GPA. So much of an improvement from my high school, so definitely a confidence. Builder. Did you still entertain people, though? That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I knew that before. Hopefully I my asked. reign will still live on after I'm gone. <laughs> That's great. Eric, what do you think? Um, I think for me it would be handling uncomfortable situations because there are, so many, there are so many things that just pop up. And when it pops up, you have to handle it right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's really hard to get in high school when you're younger because you have your parents there, you have coaches, you have friends. Um, but especially as an out-of-state student here, um, as, a, as a freshman or a sophomore, especially when you're not as connected, you know, if something comes up, you have to take control and you have to handle mm-hmm. the situation. You have to figure out, you know, how to do it without making yourself go mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, college provides you that isn't listed on the course requirements or in the course bulletins. It's not in the syllabus. Yeah. Yeah. No, Learn how to take care not. of yourself, 101. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Uh, we still have time for your call. If you want to give us a call, 855-0811 or toll-free 1-877-285-9348. Or you can go to the website, um, WFIU. Wait. Yes, WFIU.org. How long have we been doing this? I don't know. Yeah. I, have to, I always... Have a brain lock. Okay, I want to. I want to follow up to that question because I, I think you're all in a position now where you're going to be graduating, and and I know you know if you could turn the clock back two years in Stacy's case and four years and and Eric and Zach's case, I mean, what what would you like to have known going in? And I guess what advice would you give Stacy to somebody who, you know, had been out of school for a while and is thinking about going back to Ivy Tech? What advice would you give that person? And for Zach and Eric, I mean, if you've got friends or family that are getting out of high school, just getting ready to graduate high school, what advice would you give them about their college career? So, Stacy, let's start with you. Um, I think for me it's, you know, you get older and you think, I don't know if it's more embarrassing to ask questions or ask for help. Um, and even for the young ones, I, I tell them all the time, there's never a stupid question. 
ever. And so I, I was never afraid in class to say, I don't get it. You know, I need a little more help or help me get to this point. And um, I think after that, you'd see other people start raising their hand going, it's really not that scary. So, um, you know, it's it's not a bad thing to ask questions. It's not a bad thing to ask for help, no matter how old you are. And um, that it's it's totally possible. So and there again, I think I'm just a huge fan for Ivy Tech because they're again, the staff they have there always makes you feel more welcome. So that's great. Zach, no, Zach, um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I think my answer would be twofold. I think uh, one of the first things I would say is it's never too early to start looking for uh, looking ahead, whether it's internships or, you know, next semester, or where do you want to be, what classes do you want to take? Uh, and along that same line, um, you know, really leveraging your network and connections, just meeting new people, having, you know, conversations, and don't be afraid to ask somebody, you know, hey, I have a question about, you know, business. Do you have any connections there? I'm looking to you get an internship. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, uh, how how can not, you don't want to feel like you're using somebody, but at the same time, uh, I mean, people are always willing to help you get ahead. You just need to ask. So I think that's a big one. And then also expand your your worldview uh, and, and try new things. Um, and for me, I, did, I didn't do a great job of it my freshman, sophomore year, uh, which was going to kind of outside, uh, outside events that weren't mandatory, that were pretty optional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, I've gone to a lot of different speakers uh, over my four years here, and whether it's about a speaker about the environment in West Virginia or it's a speaker about, you know, the ethics of, you know, abortion, whatever it is, whatever topic, whatever speaker, I might have, I might not know anything about it, but sacrificing an hour of my time to learn something new, I've never once regretted it. Mm-hmm. All right, Eric. I would definitely echo just about everything with that, especially the last part. Um, I think my advice for incoming freshmen into college would be just take a chance. You know, I'm you there are so many amazing people at college from you know you know TAs that are awesome or professors or you know you you can take classes from people who lead their fields that you're never going to have the opportunity to do again mm-hmm. and you know if you see something that's you know half interesting and you're like well I'm, I'm kind of curious about that just do it and you never know how it's going to turn out because mm-hmm. some of those times you know you're going to end up in a class that's going to change your life and your worldview and who you are as a person and you know Take yeah, that way. Just get involved. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you all sort of uh, referenced different people that you've met, you know, in your college career. But, but again, I'd like to, for you to think about a faculty member who's maybe made a difference to you. And you can name them or not name them. But, you know, who, who was it and why? Well, for me, I would say um, I wrote an undergraduate thesis in computational linguistics. Um, I basically made a program to help parse German sentences written by learners. And um, the professor who helped me, Marcus Dickinson, I would not be where I am right now without his help. That I ended up taking a class from him my sophomore year, just kind of, you know, well, it looks interesting. It's a high-level linguistics class, and it's cool. It's with computers. Um, And then, you know, that class led to a research opportunity, and that research opportunity led to a lot of curiosity, and that curiosity led to a thesis and now I'm graduating and going into a master's in computational linguistics. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm totally indebted to him. Okay, Zach, about 30 seconds. 
Yeah, I would. It's funny you mentioned Bob Steele at the beginning because he's my he's my guy. Uh, he's, made, he's made such an impact on me, uh, giving me so much good advice, helped me think through a lot of big decisions. And actually, he was the he was the guy that not only mentored me, but he actually uh, helped me make the connection uh, through one of his colleagues at Pointer. Help me make the connection to uh, the WSBT, the CBS station I'm now working for. Mm-hmm. So not only did he help me get a job, but he helped me become a better person and pushed me. I have to tell you that we're uh, we're colleagues. Uh, I work for the Shures Company too, so WSBT is a Shures property. Okay, Stacy. <laughs> um, for me, I would say Donna Young. She's the chair of the business there, and uh, I had her for business management. And um, yeah, I was late on a paper and. She gave me a big fat zero on it because I was late because I didn't ask permission to be late. And I appealed to her three times and explained why I was late and had really good excuse and everything. And she just said, no, if I, you know, you, sh- you should know better. You're a business professional and you should have known better. And, um, yeah, believe me, that kind of cracked the whip for me. And, uh, yeah, she actually voted me most outstanding student for business administration. So she obviously saw that I could do it. And uh, expected more out of me, and that kind of whipped me in shape. So, okay. yeah, I, w- I never went without asking. Well, again. I want to yeah. thank all of you. Or we're out of time, but I want to thank Stacy Zike and Eric Binshaw and Zach Crenshaw for being here. Uh, also for Mary Catherine and producer Lacey Scarmona and engineer Mike Pashkash. I'm Bob Zaltzberg. Thanks for listening. Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. You can find podcasts of this and other WFIU programs at WFIU.org. Production support comes from Smithville Communications, serving southern Indiana with fiber gigabit internet and digital IPTV. More information at smithville.net. And from IU School of Public Health Bloomington. Addressing public health needs by preventing disease, promoting health, and improving quality of life across the state and around the world through research, teaching, and community engagement. Offering undergraduate and advanced degrees. publichealth.indiana.edu.